Are you tired of food controlling your life? Binge eating, emotional eating, secret eating, or feeling obsessed and even addicted to food? I'm Tasha, peaceful eating and nutrition coach, specializing in binge eating recovery and peaceful weight management. And I'm so happy that you found this podcast. It brings me so much joy to warmly welcome you into this safe space where you can expect open conversation about all things recovery and learn practical tools, tips, and advice about how to repair your relationship with food, regain trust within yourself, and take back the control in your life. One urge at a time. To become a valued member of this community, subscribe to the series now and let's discover the peaceful eater in you. Good morning and welcome back. I hope you're all well this week. It is 8.30 in the morning here. The sun is shining through my window. It is actually rather glorious. And um, yeah, I'm up. I've been up since seven writing these notes for you and... Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself for doing that. I feel like the mornings are my most motivated time of day at the moment. Like whatever is my priority, I need to get it done in the morning at the moment because I feel like my motivation kind of peaks towards mid-morning, 10 or 11, and then it's a bit of a nosedive in the afternoon. So whatever is my most important thing, whatever is my priority that day, I have to get it done in the morning. And today, you guys are my priority. This podcast episode is my priority. So here we are. Um, But I am also letting you know what time of day it is because you may, you might even be able to hear them now. You may experience some background noise from our lovely friends next door, the cockerels, um, who are absolutely gorgeous so lovely but very very noisy yes I can hear them now so I really hope that that's not too distracting for you um, because I have got a brilliant episode for you today that I'm really excited to share with you um so yeah let's let's go straight on in I think so today we're going to be talking about what it really means to be an emotional eater and how, in fact, you may be an emotional eater and not even realize it. We're also going to look at how changing your perception about emotions and the relationship you have with your emotions is absolutely key in ending these negative behaviors involving food and actually any negative behaviors in general, Um, whether or not you currently consider yourself to be an emotional eater. I want to start by saying that whether or not you do currently consider yourself an emotional eater, if you are someone who is currently experiencing negative or destructive behaviors around food that you want to stop but you feel like you can't, then what I'm going to share with you today will help you. One million percent. The thing is, is that when we when we think of emotional eating, we kind of have this very obvious image of a person feeling sad or feeling stressed and then directly reaching for food in response to that. This kind of image, mental image of, of somebody sat there kind of crying into a bag of Doritos. And whilst, yes, th- this is this would absolutely be considered emotional eating too, 
more often than not, it is a lot less obvious when it's happening. It's a lot less obvious because much of the time, we're not even aware of the emotions that we're feeling. There are so many millions of potential feelings and emotions that we as humans can experience. And you'll see as we go along in this episode and we start to unpack this subject, you'll see why the inability to know what it is that we're feeling is such a huge part of the story when it comes to ending these patterns. Generally speaking, we aren't conscious or present with our feelings and emotions. And what I mean by that is we we don't know how we're feeling beyond perhaps feeling good or feeling bad, which is often the answer that I get when I ask a client, particularly in those early days when we first start working together, when I ask them how they're feeling, the answer is either that they genuinely do not know, they've got no idea, or it's good, or bad, or fine, or shit. (laughs) But as I said, there are so many millions of emotions and feelings that we as human can experience all up and down the scale, in between and around just good and bad, including what I also call emotional hybrids. And we're going to go on to that a little bit later. But that's essentially where we can feel more than one thing at once. And it is being able to clearly determine and acknowledge what it is that we are feeling, what it is that we are experiencing, which is the key to effectively processing those feelings. And effectively processing those feelings is the key to overcoming those emotionally driven self-sabotaging behaviors such as binging, which comes from a direct lack of the ability and a direct lack of the tools to manage and process those feelings that we are feeling and those, those emotions that we are experiencing. Now, often what I hear people say is that they would maybe rather not feel their emotions on that deeper level or that surely you know life is easier to kind of not delve in and feel them almost in a bit of a kind of ignorance is bliss kind of way or they believe that being strong is to not feel in a way that that is what we've been taught for so many years that there is some kind of strength in not feeling or not showing emotion particularly for men but also for women too, that there is just this kind of shame in feeling or showing emotion. So we've been taught to, well, we've been taught to suppress them, but we've been taught to really fear them as well. And it is the fear of them that I really want to concentrate on and and really delve into because the fear of our emotions, again, comes from that inability to process them. If we are feeling something that feels difficult, which a difficult emotion, a difficult feeling, if it feels difficult, right? But we're unable to process it or know what to do with it. And so time and time again, this difficult feeling leads us to doing something that hurts us. Then yes, we're going to fear that feeling, right? Which leads us to further destructive behaviors and then further fear and then further suppression of this feeling. And it kind of creates this self perpetuating cycle of emotion and fear and destructive behaviors because we don't know how to deal with them. We don't know how to process them. We don't know how to do it differently. Now, here is the thing 
is that whether or not you are somebody who suppresses your emotions or tries to be strong by not acknowledging them or, or feeling them, those emotions are there. They have always been there. And they are always going to be there forever because we are human and humans feel. It's what we do. If we didn't, we would not be human, we'd be robot. The jealousy, the irritation, the fear, the imbalance, the resentment, the disappointment, as well as all the ones that we consider to be lovely, you know, the joy, the excitement, the pleasure, the comfort, the pride, all these emotions will occur for everyone. There is no escaping them regardless of how strong you think you are or how much you are conditioned by parents or society to not feel them or not show them. So your emotions are there regardless, right? They happen as a result of the the different things that we encounter every day, the different experiences that that we go through. Those emotions are there. Now we have two options for how we respond to these feelings and emotions. Either we be proactive, which means that we learn the tools to proactively respond to those feelings, having those tools to acknowledge and process and deal with them effectively. And this allows the the emotion, the feeling that we're feeling to come and go really rather peacefully We understand why it's there, what we need to do with it. And most importantly, it does not cause us to turn to those self-sabotaging behaviors such as binging because there's no need to numb out and escape that feeling. We know how to deal with it. Or the other option, if we don't know how to proactively respond and process, if we don't have those tools, is to be reactive to that emotion. So this is generally what happens when we either try to ignore the emotion or suppress the emotion or when we simply are not equipped with those methods and with those tools to effectively process what it is that we're feeling. In which case we probably don't even know what it is that we're feeling. We just know we feel like shite and we don't know how to cope with that. So we will turn to the quickest numbing behavior, binging or alcohol or drugs or gambling or shopping or whatever it is as a means of escaping this uncomfortable feeling which we are not equipped to dealing with. Or we may find ourselves being reactive in other ways like getting angry or argumentative or making rash decisions, getting worked up, being unable to stay calm, you know, maybe throwing things, smashing things, I don't know, but essentially an, an unhelpful and impulsive response to that emotion, to that feeling, which is not helpful. And we would consider that, we would call that being reactive to the emotion. So we can be proactive and have the tools and methods to process and deal with that emotion calmly and peacefully, or we don't have those tools, we don't have that know-how, and we end up being reactive to that emotion, either turning to self-sabotaging behaviours or other impulsive decisions that are just really unhelpful. Now, unprocessed emotions, either attempting to suppress them or being reactive to them, leaves us feeling incredibly drained and it reaps havoc on our physical and mental well-being 
before I knew how to deal with my emotions, my head was always full. I was constantly snappy with my loved ones. I had an incredibly short fuse. I was irritable, tired, drained, always getting run down. And of course, returning relentlessly to those numbing, self-sabotaging behaviours. And as a, and this, this was as a result of not being able to deal with the shit that I was feeling. Now, let me tell you, when I was in that place, not one single thing about that version of me felt strong. Believe me when I say there is nothing strong about trying to suppress your emotions. And when you are equipped to process and self-regulate how you're feeling, life is just easier. And when the people around you can do the same, that really helps too. Although I'm going to warn you, most people can't, which makes life kind of harder for those of us that do the work on this stuff. Um, (laughs) But thank God we do. Um, So as I said, emotions are just something we feel. Anything that we feel really is an emotion. They are not something that we need to fear, yet we do. We fear them so hard, we don't want to fear them. We don't want to feel them, sorry. And it is this fear of feeling them that leads us time and time and time and time again to the numbing behaviours like binge eating. And this is where I'm going to explain that anyone experiencing negative food behaviours that they want to stop but they can't, or they feel like they can't, is in a sense an emotional eater and why in fact learning to process and deal with your emotions is where your focus needs to be in order to stop. So the people that tell me that they are not emotional eaters will tell me that the reason that they continue to overeat or secretly or binge is purely habit. And yes, absolutely this is the case. In fact, I would go as far to say that for most clients, habit plays a huge part of why these behaviours continue to exist. Habit and restriction from dieting both play a huge role. But when you are at the point of wanting to stop these behaviours or any behaviour, and you feel like you can't, this is when we shift into emotional eating. Let me explain. (laughs) So let's go over very briefly what an emotion is. An emotion is a feeling, right? A feeling or feelings that we experience. Now let's look at what is happening when you are experiencing an urge to binge. It's a thought about wanting to engage in that behavior which then creates an intense feeling. An intense feeling that ripples through your whole body and being a feeling that you want to binge. Now, whether or not you are able to label this feeling there in the moment, that's irrelevant. You're feeling it. It's happening. It's there. Now, what is it that stops you from being able to sit with this feeling until it passes, because we know it always does. What is it that causes you to engage in that binge behavior time and time and time again, despite knowing that you don't want to? 
It's the inability to deal and sit with and process that feeling. That feeling that you are experiencing and the level of discomfort that that feeling brings you is what makes you go, okay, no, this is too much. I have to give in a binge right now. Just imagine if you had the coping mechanisms to sit with that feeling instead, to be with it without feeling like you need to engage in that numbing behavior to make that feeling go away as quickly as possible. Imagine if you were able to process it effectively and calmly and peacefully using a set of tools which make that feeling manageable and not scary or something that you need to run away from. If you were able to do that, if you were able to comfortably sit in the discomfort of wanting to binge, you would instantly be able to never act on a binge urge again. Learning to be comfortable with your uncomfortable feelings is the secret to becoming who you want to be. It's the secret to ending all your negative habits. And honestly, it's the secret to having the life that you want. And this doesn't just work for binging. This works for everything. And you can apply this to so many situations. You could apply this to being comfortable with the discomfort of not having a cigarette when you're trying to give up smoking. If a smoker trying to give up smoking can comfortably sit with the discomfort of wanting a fag, they've cracked it. It's being comfortable with the discomfort of not picking up the phone and calling that person that you know is no good for you when you're lonely. Being comfortable with the discomfort of getting up an hour earlier to go to that yoga class. It's being comfortable with the discomfort of the anxiety you feel about delivering that presentation that's going to get you the job that you want. It's being comfortable with the discomfort of communicating to your work colleague that you aren't okay with X, Y, Z. Fearing the discomfort of our feelings is the only thing that keeps us stuck in places that we do not want to be stuck in. And really, what is there to fear? What is there to fear? It's just a feeling. It's just an emotion. It can't change anything. It can't hurt you. And when you have the tools to process your feelings and your emotions, you realize this. And it is a stark realization that, my God, I have been fearing these feelings. That They're just feelings. Like they come and they go. It's part of being human. We all feel it. They can't hurt us. The only thing to fear is is our response to that emotion which when we have the tools to effectively process them and we're not turning to those self-sabotaging behaviors you know all of that is wiped away now i haven't got time in this episode to give you the full set and breakdown of methods and tools for processing each and every one of your emotions for that level of detail, you will uh, have to go and check out my 12-week peaceful eating program, which you can find the details for in the show notes. However, what I am going to tell you is that it starts with acknowledging. It starts with acknowledging what it is that you're feeling. Because when we do this, it instantly takes some power back from that emotion. You know, to say, to be able to say and acknowledge 
I am experiencing a lot of stress right now. I am experiencing nerves right now. I am experiencing jealousy right now. You know, whatever it is. And if you can't identify the feeling or the word at this point, like that's okay. Simply, I am experiencing difficult feelings right now. It still takes that power back from the emotion, which is essentially what all of this work is about. All of the topics that I cover is in some way taking your power back, taking ownership of your life, of your mind, taking the power back from food, from your thoughts, and now from your feelings too. Nothing is greater or stronger than you. No thought, no food, no feeling. And with a little bit of work, you can start to believe that too. And honestly, when you're at that point, you, you've beaten all of those things. Also, I mentioned earlier um, about emotional hybrids, which I just want to touch on very quickly before we finish. So an emotional hybrid is essentially where it is absolutely possible to feel more than one feeling at once. In fact, it's possible to feel all kinds of feelings at once just because you're experiencing some anxiety doesn't mean you can't also feel happy. Just because you are feeling confident doesn't mean you can't still be experiencing a little bit of unease. You might be excited, but you also might be angry about something else. You might be sad, but also grateful, self-assured, but absolutely bricking it. (laughs) Or maybe you're feeling happy and scared and grateful and fearful and a little bit lonely, but also loved and overwhelmed and joyful. You can feel it all. You can feel it all. There's no rule. And just because you're experiencing one difficult feeling doesn't mean it has to take over your whole being. It doesn't mean it has to control you. It is just an emotion. They are just feelings. That's it. And again, this is taking your power back. Okay, let's leave it there, my friends. Otherwise, I could be here until midnight tonight talking about this topic. (laughs) Um, But I hope this has given you some insight. As I say, when, when I started to do this work and when I started to build a better relationship with my emotions and with my feelings and understand them, everything changed, everything shifted. And, and I hope that, that this is a, has at least sparked some insight for you to do the same. So let's leave it there. Don't forget that you can get in contact with me at any time via email or via Instagram, which is mind.food.peace. Feel free to get in touch. Let me know how you're feeling. If there's any episodes, any topics you want me to cover, then do. I absolutely love to hear from you guys. And also, if you have got a couple of minutes to leave a little review, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, my lovelies, have an amazing week. Embrace those emotions and I will see you in seven days from now. Bye.